0: Bible tonight turn to Daniel chapter number 11 we're going to play right after the service here tonight and I was thinking about this earlier we'll be bringing the kids in here in just a little bit and we'll just have our kids are playing with us how's that and uh then we'll let you loose where you can get started uh, working on vacation Bible school and of course we will start vacation Bible school Saturday at 11 o'clock and uh and that will be going to 5. And, um, and so you be sure to invite, get all the people here you can. I will be having an adult class. And um, again, if you've not signed up, please sign up. And then all of those that come will have a book of um, uh, what we're going to be talking about. Lord's Willing, I'm going to look at Beyond Denial, Seeing Ourselves in the Life of the Apostle Peter. And we'll be talking about stuff when God invited Himself. When God invites Himself into your life. Sometimes Christians do the devil's work. Midnight miracle, water walking, and dirty feet, just a few of them, all right? So you be sure to be here at 11 o'clock. Yes, go ahead. Amen, yes. Amen. All right. Anyone else? Right quickly now. Right quickly. Amen. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise Praise the Lord. All right. If you have your Bible, Daniel chapter number 11, page 918, you have a Schofield Bible. Amen. And let's stand together. We'll read just one verse and then we'll let you be seated. Daniel chapter 11, verse 35. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and to purge and to make them white even to the time of the end because it is yet for a time appointed. Let's go to the throne of grace one more time and ask the Lord to help us here this evening. Well, ask David, how about you praying? Amen. You'll be seated. Keep your Bibles open there. We'll be looking from verses number 36 to 45. One of the ways that we know that we have a copy of God's inerrant, infallible Word is the proof that has been given to us uh, of its inspiration uh, and the fact that it comes from an omniscient God who knows all of our future. He's in every, God knows all of our yesterdays, all of our todays, and all of our tomorrows, and I praise God for that. Daniel chapter two verse twenty two, the Bible says, "He revealeth the deep and secret things. He northward is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. No surprises with God. Isn't that wonderful? Now it shouldn't surprise us, however, that critics have uh, so attacked the book of Daniel. And as we have walked through the book of Daniel these several weeks, we've got one more message in the book of Daniel. In serving God for a lifetime, one of the things that we find is they've attacked this book over and over. And one of the reasons, and especially this chapter, chapter 11, is because of the accuracy... Of the details that's given in this chapter. I mean, it is absolutely unbelievable. Verses 1 through 35, we see the history of the Persian and the Grecian Empires. Talks about their kingdoms and the kings that ruled over a hundred specific predictions that have already been fulfilled. In verses 21 through 35. He talks about a man by the name of Atticus Epiphanes, the forerunner, if you will, a wicked man and a forerunner of the Antichrist. Now, but then when we get to verse number 35, we see a change, a move. The, uh, we, we, all verses 1 through 35 have all been fulfilled. I mean... In minute detail, you can take a history book, take this chapter and pin it down exactly happened the way God... An angel told Daniel it would happen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before it ever took place. Isn't that amazing? And now though, verses 35 to the end of the chapter are future, prophetic... He moves from that which has been fulfilled to that which is going to happen. You say, Well, what's the big deal about that? Well, if he gets verses one through thirty five right, now you take it to the bank, verses thirty-five through the end of the chapter will be right. Amen. I'm glad now I don't have a problem believing the word of God, but we are in a day where well, this old book has been attacked like never before. Now, when we get to verse 36, we find something. We we see an individual that comes on the scene uh, in a world like we've never seen. And uh, so I titled this, Who is the Antichrist? If you're interested, the notes are right there, and you can have them right after service. The Antichrist is a man... And he appears on the world scene in the last days. Now, there are some that believe he will come right before the return of Jesus Christ and make himself known. There are others that believe he will not appear or, or be put on display, if you will, until the church is raptured out. If you ask me, I'll tell you this. I don't believe the Antichrist can do anything until the Holy Ghost of God is out of here. And when our church is raptured out, then the Spirit that now holds all of this back will be going. I don't know about you, but the Holy Ghost of God leaving when I leave out of here. Amen? And so, I believe when He leaves, it will be a place and a time for this leader to come on the scene, and um, he will be the incarnation of evil, cleverly disguised as a dynamic, charismatic, visionary leader. He will astound the world with his solutions, especially, especially this sore spot that has never, never been solved and that is between uh, Ishmael and Isaac I mean it's been in the beginning and it's raging tonight sure. just like when you hear the news and, and, uh, and, and folks when Israel when they start talking about Israel y'all gotta set everything and, and y'all listen Israel's God's time clock. And this, this thing of Israel, Isaac and Ishmael, it's been, it's been a fight, it's been a battle from the very beginning. And it's not going to end until Jesus steps on the scene. And so we find here, but this leader, for a little while, will solve this uh, impossible conflict in Israel. His empire will span the continent. His rule will be the most demonic individual the world has ever experienced. Uh, he will oppose everything to Jesus Christ. Um, and, and this is just extra. This is extra. I was asked not too long ago, Uh, Pastor, how how can you tell if something's a cult? Well, let me tell you how you can. Ask them what they believe about Jesus Christ. Now, understand the terminology. I didn't say, you don't ask them what they think about God. Most of the world believes, that even the agnostics believe there's somebody. They don't know who, but they believe somebody's up there. And every atheist believes there's a God when he dies. Right. Every one of them. And so we find, but when you start bringing Jesus Christ into this thing, then you start dividing a lot of things. They start something. well, he's a good man. Some says he's a martyr. Some says he was a great leader. But I want you to know, none of that will get us to heaven. What gets us to heaven is the fact, praise God, he was the Son of God. And so, we find here that in this day, he'll oppose everything that's Jesus Christ to do with Jesus. He will control a global economy. And... um, He'll force his followers to receive a mark on their hand or on their foreheads. Now, here's what you have to understand. Somebody said, I went to and I loved it. He said, Well, bless God, I just won't take it. Really? Your baby's starving? Your child's starving? Your grandbabies are starving? What would you do to feed it? I'm telling you, he will be accepted and most of the world will willingly take the mark and follow him. They will, if you will, believe a lie and be damned. And if they don't receive the mark, they'll be hunted down and killed. And for a short period of time, he will be the most powerful man on earth. Now, if it sounds like I'm putting him on a pedestal, hang on to the end of the message, all right? At the height of his power, he will launch an all-out attack on Jesus Christ in a place called Megiddo in the Jezreel Valley. It's a central region of Israel. It's called the Battle of Armageddon, and the Bible says that each going will have a name is six six six. Now. Well, there's a lot of people and a lot of stuff out there about what that means. Well, let me give you two things I know for certain. Number one, seven is the number of divine completion or divine perfection, if you will. 666 six, six is Satan's attempt to counterfeit God. And 666 stands for the best that man can do. Now, the Bible's very clear. Our best is like filthy rags, Amen. Number two, and don't miss this. That number will be understood by all those living in that day. They will clearly understand that number. The Bible says in Revelation thirteen eighteen. Here's wisdom: that him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. Is the number of a man, and the number is six hundred three score and six. Now, I Newsweek came out the article in two thousand, and uh, goodness, it, it was a amazing article, and it, and it talked about the end of time, and the Battle of Armageddon, and they asked the question: Do you believe the world will end? As the Bible predicts, and there will be a Battle of Armageddon. 40% said yes, 42% said no, and the rest said we just don't know. Second question: Do you believe the Antichrist is on earth now? Forty-seven percent said yes, thirty-one percent said no, and twenty-two percent said we don't know and we don't care. That's sad. But then there was another article written, and this was amazing. His name was Bill Joy and he was co-founder of Sun Microsystems. And now, to my, everything I've read about this, he wasn't a Christian. Nothing about Christian at all. This is a secular worldly thinking man and here's what he said. He said we are quickly in in the not too distant future, we'll be able to replicate everything a human can do. As a matter of fact, he said, we now can produce mass weapons, uh, weapons of mass destruction that, that would counteract anything that this world has offered. I do know this, not being that many years ago, that there was just a few countries had weapons of mass destruction. But now, as we saw this week, these rebels, these people that are not even a country, have them. And blow the plane of 298 people out of the air, thinking they were shooting uh, a supply plane Two hundred and ninety-eight people, and they're not even a country. yet they had to add a weapon that could do that. And he went on to say this, and, and this is what's really astounding me. He said, "I don't think it's no exaggeration to say that we're on the edge of the perfection of extreme evil. Wow. That was 2000. We're 14 years down the road. Could you imagine where it is now? You say, but preacher, are you trying to scare us? I'm saying this. If I wasn't saved, I'd run to an altar, amen? If I was a rock with God, I would run to an altar and get right. Because I'm telling you, This thing's about wound up. We find here that uh, uh, many names have been suggested. Some thought of Roman Emperor Nero was, and the Pope, and Adolf Hitler, and Joseph Stalin. I love this. Some think Barney the Dinosaurs, the, the Antichrist. Amen. I thought I met a couple in my lifetime myself. Amen. But the truth is, they're all wrong. Well, who is the Antichrist? Well, truth of the matter is, we don't know. We do not know. But I'll tell you what we do know. Three things that Daniel eleven thirty six through 45 tells us. Number one, it gives us his character. And the king shall do according to his will. And he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every God, little g God, and shall speak marvelous things against the God, big g God of God, and shall prosper till the ending nation be accomplished. For that is, for that that is determined shall be done. He will magnify and exalt himself above every God, even Jehovah God of Israel. Notice, neither shall he regard the God of his fathers. He's not even going to honor his own heritage, nor the desire of women. Many believe, many believe that uh, that statement there has the implications that he's probably going to be homosexual. I will tell you this much. But now to Jesus comes, you ain't seen nothing yet to what's coming from that arena. You ain't seen nothing. And uh, I'll I just go ahead and tell you. They claim us. We have hate language towards them. That's the meanest crowd you'll ever do business with in your life. I mean, they're they're wicked. Nor regard any god, for he shall magnify himself above all. He'll show no regard for, for the gods of his fathers. Notice, he will attack the mightiest fortresses with the help of foreign gods and greatly honor those who acknowledge him. For in his estate, verse 28, shall he honor the gods of force. And a God whom his fathers knew shall not shall be honored with gold and silver and with precious stones and pleasant things. Thus shall he do in the most strongholds with a strange God, whom he shall acknowledge and increase with glory. He shall cause them to rule over many, he shall divide the land for gain. He'll be very self willed, he'll never stop boasting about himself, he's a blasphemer, he's a deceiver, he's ruthless, devoid of integrity. He'll be outspoken in his opposition to God. Listen, have you ever seen a day when people are so outspoken towards the God of glory as they are now in opposition? I mean, I remember a day when people would drive by uh, a church or walk by a church. They wouldn't cuss. I remember a day people come on church property. They take their hat off. They, they didn't understand it. Maybe they didn't know what it was. But they knew that that place was different. And they said God in that place. Amen. His reign is limited by God. Notice he'll have enormous power because God's going to permit him to for just a little while. He'll reject his own spiritual heritage. He'll oppose all organized religion. Don't miss this. There will be a day if Jesus doesn't come. And I'm not so sure we'll get out of here before this happens. There'll be a day we will have to fight to come to church. Listen to me now. I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out because it's been on my heart. We take the house of God too lightly. We sell it out too cheap. We, God shouldn't have to beg us to come to love Him. Amen. He shouldn't have to. We, we sell it out too cheap. We, will, we, we, we sell it out. And, and what you don't understand... And what we're not grasping is this. It's not something we have to do because the preacher's going to preach on it. My God, if that's the reason you come, you're in bad shape. I don't know about you, but it ought to be a privilege and an honor and a glory to come and bless the name of our God. It is a privilege for me to get to come to church. Preacher, I don't know about you, but I hate it when I hear men say, well, i got to preach. You know, I don't want God to do anything. Amen? Oh, what a privilege it is. What a privilege it is to come to the house of God. What a privilege it is to take my, my paycheck. Well, just the, other, just the other week, I got my paycheck out and got it cashed. And the first thing I do, the first thing I do it's put God's part. And that's a 10% of all year increase. Amen? Amen. And, and, and it's God's. Now you choose whether you steal it or not, but it's still God's. That's to put it in my office. And boy, I got to, to thank Him. God didn't have to give me the strength to work this week. He didn't have to give me a paycheck. He didn't have to do nothing for me. He didn't owe me nothing i got to see how good God's been to my family, been to us. Brother, I'm like you. I thought when I went full-time, we'd starve to death, destroy as well. We, we lost a million, amen? I, God's been so good to us. i got to praise Him in my office because it's not something I have to do. Not a thing. But what a privilege it is for me to put my little part, and to have a part in it. But we find he worships the military might. Verse 38 mentions the God of fortresses. It's the only time the expression occurs in the Bible. His power will come from Satan. He'll conquer many nations. And he will richly reward those who follow him. Notice number two, his career. And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him. And king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots. And with horsemen with many ships, and he shall enter into their country, shall overflow and Passover, don't miss this at the end of the time the kings of the south and the kings of the north and, and without going into a whole lot of time kings of the south, Saudi Arabia, Egypt and African nations kings of the north, Syria, Turkey Russia and some even believe Iran and Iraq will be in a part of that what he's going to do he gonna just, he's going to run over top of them he'll invade them like a flood All of a sudden, he'll begin to consolidate his power. Then he's going to invade the place that he's really wanting to invade. I love this. God calls it the beautiful land. Take us to the bank. I was listening to the newscaster just the other night. And I was listening to this wicked, ungodly, hellish media. It's straight out of hell. And you know what they're doing? They're doing everything they could to make Israel look like they're a bunch of Rebels as you're killing innocent. Talking about all the innocent people killing, but but see they never tell about that crowd from God's blowing bombs over into Israel and blowing away their family and our kids and blowing up their... See they don't tell the other side of the story. They just give one side of the story. They're not telling the other side. The other side is bless God they've been a fine Israel and Israel said hey we putting up with it. Oh, we got a bunch of spineless wonders that want to give out all these sanctions and all this kind of stuff. Praise God. They say, you, you shoot at us? Okay, get ready. Hey, we're shooting back. Amen. Now, friend, let's move on. <laughs> Revelation for and then they then all of a sudden. Then all of a sudden, when they invade Israel, that beautiful land, or start to invade her. Something amazing's gonna happen. The kings of the south and the kings of the north will all come together and join together. You know why? Because they want to push Israel right over the over into the ocean. And for the first time they won't fight each other. They'll get all of their armies together and they'll come together. Don't miss this. High-tech weaponry. I mean, everything you could imagine. Israel be outnumbered. Everything. I mean, it looked like they ain't got a chance. And they I head towards Israel. And God shows up. Amen. And God shows up. And when God shows up, He's going to get His M16, His Abram tanks, and He's going to... No praise God NIV. don't even put that in there no no he's just going to open his mouth that's all he's going to do my, I, I was sitting there thinking while Michael's is singing sometimes he whispers my goodness could you imagine when he just opens his mouth and the Bible says in Revelation fourteen, he said, The blow the blood will flow to the horse's bridle. He'll be a stream four to five feet deep. You know what he's gonna do? He's gonna call all the vultures and all that the birth. He said, Hey, come on over, I'm gonna fix you supper. Yeah, the Bible says with the flesh. And we see his collapse. And he shall plant the tabernacles of his palace between the seas and the glorious high mountain. Yet he shall come to his end and none shall help him. Verse 45 tells us nothing how the Antichrist will be defeated other than the fact God's going to open his mouth. That's it. The Bible says and and then shall the second Thessalonians two 8, and then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of His mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of His coming. He's just going to show up. Amen. I, I don't know how to tell you this. He just, you know if you, if you watch much news, I'm, if you watch much, I don't watch much news. If I watched much news, I'd have to go to the doctor and get antidepressants. That's some of the most depressing stuff I've ever heard. I mean, I think we going to keep up with current events and this kind of stuff. But I'm I'm, I'm honest with you, they make it sound like like, when we're done, it's over, that's it. I'm going to tell you something, child of God, this thing ain't over. It ain't even started yet. And it's not going to be over for us. Because we're coming with him. And we're going to get to see him do our fighting. And when he comes to his presence, his presence and the spirit of his mouth, he will literally wipe that crap completely out. And he'll take the, before the battle even starts, it'll be over. Oh, you say, okay. So, three final questions. Is Antichrist alive today? I think he could be. I think there's a good chance he is. And I think he's being groomed. Number two, if he is alive, does he know who he is? Or does he know he's Antichrist? Probably not. Probably not. He'll be empowered by Satan. On another occasion, Judas comes to the Lord's Supper. And the Bible says Satan entered him. There's no there's no record that Judas ever knew that was going to happen. Of course the Bible said he was a devil from the beginning. So I don't know, but I doubt very does. But I do know this. He's arrogant, ambitious, ruthless, calculating, witty, personable, possesses a dazzling personality, charm. Now, disarm the harshest critic. Number three, how should all this affect us today? What should you and I do in light of all this? Number one, we need to brace ourselves. Amen. I, I know if you're thinking this world's going to get better, and I, I want to encourage you tonight, it is when Jesus comes. <laughs> but the world's not going to get any better. Wickedness is going to get worse and worse. It'll wax worse and worse and worse. Number two, be alert. The last days will be a time of confusion and spiritual delusion, and men would believe a lie. One of the greatest, I think one of the two or three biggest lies Satan is telling us now that if you get a little bit more of this world, you'll be happy. And yet, we're not. Those that's running the world. Or, we're believing a lie. We can get through this thing without him. Hey, man, I'll make it myself. So, don't be, don't be, Deceived by the spirit of the Antichrist. Number three, be bold. It's no time to compromise. I'm be honest with you. If there's a um, I'm not I'm not selling out my Bible, I'm not selling out what I believe be what I believe this Bible says. Amen. And it's it's a time to be bold. It's not a time for compromise. Number number uh, four, be encouraged. Antichrist will rise. But he's going to fall and Christ will come back and set up his kingdom. And then number five, don't miss this, come to Christ. If you don't know him tonight, it's not a better time to know him. This is not the time to be running to the world to find your security. Now now listen, God didn't promise He let you have everything you wanted. But God did promise me a few things, brother. He promised me He'd never let me go hungry. He promised me some clothes on my back. what He promised me. He promised me He'd never leave me nor forsake me. He promised me a home in glory. And He promised me He'd always love me. He promised me some things. If your security... Listen, if you're, how many of you, uh, just, just 15, 20 years ago, you had a job, you could work that job your entire life. 40, 50 years you could stay at that job. How many understands now there's no loyalty with nothing in, in the workforce? How many understand there's no loyalty there at all? None. It's gone. And I think I was talking to Brother Dwayne, and him was having a good talk. And I said, what we find happening now, that that same disloyalty has come into our homes so we don't stay married no more. And it's coming to our churches so then we're not loyal to God anymore. And the truth is, we're just not loyal much to anything. If there's a day that you need to get your security settled in a holy God, it is the day and hour we're living in. It's not the time to run from God. It's the time to run to God as quickly as you can. Then, and if you don't know him as Savior tonight, run to Jesus Christ. Run to the cross. Oh, I want you to know, dear Christian, let me ask you a question. Is Jesus enough for you? Is he? Or are you always looking for something else? I, gotta, I would be happy if I had this, if I could get this, if I could get this, and uh, are you always looking for something else? Or is Jesus enough all by himself here tonight as we see this coming? And this is coming, it ain't happened yet, but it's coming. My what a time we ought to be right with God and be saved if we're not. That's all standard and